Hello, and welcome to Let's Be Honest. I'm your host, Just Jonda, and I am here today with episode 39, Biden Moves Forward, Burt Moves Backwards. So you're probably saying, Jonda, what the hell are you talking about? We haven't spoken to you or heard from you in a couple of days, and now you're talking about Biden and Burt? Well, let me catch you up on a few things. First of all, finally, the head of the GSA has signed off on the certification documents so that transition can officially begin. Now, let's be clear. There has still not been any concession from President Trump, but President-elect Biden can at least have his let's just say he can move forward and it it be actual, it'll be formal. He will have um, access to the security briefings, access to the $9 million so it's people can be paid, things can actually be set up. And essentially it not look like he's in a back room somewhere trying to sneak into the back of the White House. I'm not suggesting that he's doing that, but that's just how crazy it looks. It just looks like they're a band of renegades uh, trying to sneak in because of the way that things are looking. And um, I like the fact that there is a lot of transparency in this process from the Biden camp in terms of them saying, okay, well, if President Trump's going to do his thing, we're still going to do our thing. We're going to move forward with the team that we had in mind, et cetera. And that's one of the things that he started doing, which I'll get to in a minute. But let me touch base on the foolishness because there is always some. So President Trump is still claiming the ultimate victory. If you don't believe me, check his tweets. He's still sending his big ragtag legal team into courts around the country led by Rudy Giuliani and up, up until yesterday, a woman named, I believe her name is Sidney Powell, despite having over 30 losses, I, I think they're at this point, we can say three dozen, they're like over 36 losses in court, just one behind the other with minor, very minor, um, I, if you want to call it that, a victory in Georgia. And I don't know if you would call it a victory. He's still lost, but He's got some cronies there, particularly the governor, who is fine with, as I've talked about before, throwing his own secretary of state under the bus so that he can support this notion that his own state ran a crappy election and um, or that the person he appointed in his stead ran a crappy election. Now, yesterday, he fired the head of his legal team or the person that we thought was the head of his legal team, although last week you would have thought it was Rudy Giuliani. I mean, forget the fact that it was crazy and would have been funny if not for being offensive, but she was fired. I guess it's her fault. Um... Well, I can't say I feel sorry for her. You are an officer of the court. 
you all are running into courtrooms all over the country, filing motions, constantly changing the information, and essentially getting in front of judges to argue cases for which you have no evidence when us regular folk have to go through, depending on the matter, years of going from court to court to court, uh, working your way up through state courts into federal appellate courts uh, to get done what you all are able to do with a simple filing. Because I understand because of the importance of the matter and of course it's a timeliness issue because hello we need to know who the president of the united states is okay fine so you get special allowances because of that and then once you get there you don't have a competent case to argue well i would submit as a fellow officer of the court that that is downright offensive on so many different levels the least of which being the fact that i would never be allowed to get away with that don't even get me into the fact that part of the fact that i look the way i look i wouldn't be able to get away with that because my case would have to be airtight no matter what the matter was that i was arguing but again regular attorneys just can't do that i mean judges would have your hide you should be you should literally be uh, there should be um, reports which judges can make to the bar about your behavior. I mean, and I would never suggest that for one of my colleagues, but again, it is just, I, I just find the behavior just that offensive, just that abhorrent. So that is um, where we are on that. There's nothing new um, as it relates to the Trump camp. It's the same thing, different day. Today sparked discussions regarding who he's going to pardon since he pardoned uh, the turkey. And it, the turkey's name was Corn, so it was kind of cute. But given... Um, uh, given the fact that there was pardons in play, of course that came up, especially when you consider that there's been no less than a half a dozen people associated with him or his campaign in some form or fashion that were convicted of criminal acts just during his time in office or immediately preceding his time in office. I've said before that if he doesn't pardon anybody else, he would be insane not to pardon any number of people, those we know and those that we may not know of who are in any way associated with him because the last thing that uh, he would want or what anybody would want who is faced with possible investigations uh, criminal investigations, possibly even civil suits, the last thing you want is people out there who may know things about you and that could hurt you and have an ax to grind. So the smart money will be that among 
however many pardons he does, and that is a presidential privilege he has, um, that however many pardons he does, they will include some of his cronies. They will include the likes of Manafort or Roger Stone. And quite frankly, even though his attorney has been out running his mouth, hell, pardon him too. A pardon is not just about, and I hope many of you know, that a pardon isn't necessarily about whether or not you are in jail. There are many people who have been pardoned who were not in jail at the time that they were pardoned. You were pardoned to get the matters off of your record. So, I mean, it's kind of like annulling a marriage. It is as if the criminal conviction never happened. Even if you apply for a job and it says, have you ever been convicted of a crime? The answer is correctly no, because your conviction, it, it never occurred. So that is, um, you know, so that's the big deal with a pardon, even if you're out. So next, just a quick rundown. We did have some big moves made by the Biden camp. They made, he made several cabinet level um, appointments, especially as it relates to national and homeland security, because those are issues that he certainly has to be on top of, especially given that those are some of the main briefings that he's going to start getting right away. So here are some, and you'll see there's a trend in terms of making sure that that uh, national security and intelligence team is in place. Anthony Blinken, who is the uh, nominated to be Secretary of State. And I say nominated because some of these, not all of them, but some of them do have to be um, ratified or uh, they have to go through hearings uh, before the Senate. So Janet Yellen for Treasury Secretary, Alejandro Mariocas as Homeland Security Secretary, Avril Haines as Director of National Intelligence, uh, Linda Thomas-Greenfield, U.S. Ambassador to the United Nations, Jake Sullivan as National Security Advisor, and John Kerry as Special Presidential um, Envoy for Climate. So essentially, he'd be the, the climate czar. And that is not something that typically has to go through the Senate, but uh, President-elect Biden does plan to have that as a cabinet level position because of uh, the importance that uh, he recognizes and I think most people recognize as it relates to the um, as, as it relates to climate, global warming, the environment. So that so as you can see, those picks definitely relate very much to uh, national security. I mean, even the treasury secretary, hell, you got to pay for all of this. So <laughs> that's important. And it is, um, as if as the names may have indicated, and you probably saw the picture, so far we are seeing a cabinet that is varied. Yes, you do have the standard uh, white males, but you also have a Hispanic. You also have a woman as a director of national intelligence, a woman as 
the uh, Treasury Secretary, both of those are white women, and then you have an African-American woman, Linda Thomas-Greenfield, who is, uh, as the U.S. ambassador to the U.N., someone who, uh, based on everything that I have been hearing and reading about her and even the wonderful things that were said to her about her today at the announcement, has done tremendous work around the world um, as it relates to the U.N. and uh, has a great working relationship with the U.N. based on her previous posts. So this, for the most part, is a cabinet that seems to be evolving that definitely includes people who are not newbies to Washington and certainly not to their fields in the government realm. So that's all for that. Next, we are going to take a bit of a deep dive into the Burt's Bees mess. And we'll see if um, some people like what I have to say about it. All right, so Burt's Bees is apologizing for one of their current Christmas ads. Now, like everybody else, now I thought Burt's Bees mainly find it, uh, I'm sorry, mainly focused on lip balm and lotions and that type of thing. And maybe after this, they probably should stick with that. But Burt's Bees, uh, like many people, have put out a series of Christmas pajamas. As we know, in recent years, you see for everybody on their Facebook pages and the like, and with most people being home, not just for Christmas, uh, not just for Thanksgiving, but also for Christmas, I guess folks are getting their pajamas early so everybody can dress alike for two holidays instead of one. And um, they put out some matching they put out the photos of several families in the pajamas, you know, to show our mom, dad, kids, and the dog. So in the series of photos they put out showcasing their various patterns, they had four families and uh, they were separate photos, but uh, four in all. And those photos featured mostly, uh, I believe, two white families. One family uh, was an interracial couple, looks like it was a white man, and a woman of, she, she appeared to be of Asian descent. And so, you know, your standard stuff. And, and certainly in a lot of ads, you see they are, um, even on television, you're starting to see a lot of interracial ads. Well, they also had a Black family. Well, this is where things went off the rails as far as critics are concerned. And of course, the bloggers and the vloggers in Black Twitter, etc. Because the Black family was just the a mom and two kids. Adorable kids, beautiful mom, but mom and two kids without the father. So it was not the nuclear family unit that was displayed in the other three pictures. So like every other ad, and, and, and essentially, if in case you're still confused, 
the the critics say the ad was offensive and i'm reading this from black enterprise because it included a photograph of a black family that included her mo- uh, the mother and the children without a father thus perpetuating the stereotype of the missing black dad so needless to say like all of these clothing companies it, in recent years uh the clothing companies that clearly don't have proper representation in their boardrooms and we can't just say the clothing companies their ad agencies as well um in terms of being tone deaf because who knows who's in those rooms i mean you can be whatever color and still be tone deaf at any rate typical of gucci and h&m and who else had to apologize there was a company with the noose can't remember who it was but anyway we know about the gucci one the h&m one uh those were in the recent years they had to issue the obligatory apology and in this case it goes as follows on behalf of burt's bees baby Oof, that's a lot in response to an image of a family shown on our website we're deeply sorry for the hurt this image has caused no they're not We recognize the importance of portraying families in a way that doesn't promote harmful stereotypes. Our choice to use this photo when part of the family was not available for a rescheduled photo shoot was wrong, and we have removed the image from our website. These four images were not part of an ad and not collectively compiled by our company, but pasted together by a Twitter user using different images of actual families we have on our website which includes other representations of real black families. That part is true. Even so, we have learned a lot about impact and intent, and we own the responsibility of the impact of having the image on our website. We understand that representation matters and that representation has impact. Please know that Burt's Bees Baby is actively and continually working on our own inclusion and diversity journey as an organization. President Trump says you don't have to. Our mission has always been to do good, to be kind, to care for all families, our planet, and each other. We aim for inclusivity and hope to reflect that throughout every aspect of our company. We will do better. Now, in fairness, there is a portion of that that is absolutely true. The pictures were not deliberately placed on their site together the i mean it was on a page that had pajamas obviously pajamas aren't on the same pages as other things but it was not like look at these four people and you know whatever and there are some other representations on their site i'm not saying that to defend them I am just uh, saying that technically that part is true. And I do think that when having these discussions, especially when they are social media driven in particular, it is important to look at context because sometimes context, um, context tend uh tend to um speak context tends to speak to individuals agenda so 
I'll, I'm going, um, I'm going to leave that where it's at. And, and you take with that what you will. Now, you all know what I do for a living. We've talked about this before. So you know that questions, language, and uh, looking, playing a little bit of devil's advocate is definitely my thing especially when having discussions about topics that can veer towards the controversial. And given that this is let's be honest, I'm not going to shy away from this one. So I'm going to ask a few things. And I actually posed this, these questions to uh, two colleagues of mine because I've, I've been quite busy all day. So it was actually a colleague who pointed this out to me. They knew I did uh they know I do this uh, podcast and, of course, know that I said, send me topics. And this is an example of one of them. So I pose this question to them. What is the responsibility of the adult model who agreed to be in the ad? And actually, to some degree, the parents of the child models, if they were on set, and saw the photo being taken. The second question is, considering that over 75% of Black children are born out of wedlock, what responsibility do we have as a community for images that are presented of us based on assumptions about how we live that are more than likely true? And third, who is more likely to perpetuate this stereotype on a regular basis? Companies like Burt's Bees or us? Now, based on my conversation with those individuals, one of them uh, said to me that, um, well, society has these mores that people uh, or mores that people um, use to look down on other people when they don't live up to them, even when they're not set in stone. So I'm going to decode that for you. <laughs> and so, and, and say this, people today, including black people, especially people like millennials, and others are the first to say that society's so-called mores, in this case, that a family consists of two parents and children in an intact household, assumes certain values that aren't etched in stone. They assume certain values that not everybody has to have is not against the law. Nobody gets stoned. We're not, uh, there's no honor killings. Nobody has to send their daughters away anymore. There isn't some, uh, there isn't the shame that is, uh, that was once associated with it that may have been associated with it with say my mother or, or certainly my grandmother uh, if they found themselves in the family way without being married. And, and that's across the board. I mean, white, black, whatever. They would say that 
that's not number one it was never set in stone because of people's different views but of course we do know that even though it may not have been written on a tablet that it just it, there was a time in society where there were certain behaviors that were viewed unacceptable now we know that you know it was women who bore the brunt of any type of ridicule or ire for that unacceptable behavior and but that's oh that's a separate thing that's a whole sexism thing and that has that still exists and even among those who think they are the most enlightened there is still the whole you know women do certain things they're viewed a certain way versus when men do okay so we know that that's that's a separate issue but the bottom line is these individuals and, and the person who um, said this is um, it, basically what they're trying to say is nowadays uh, you don't hold your nose when people unabashedly have children out of wedlock or deliberately become single parents for whatever reason. And again, there's no value judgment that I'm personally passing on that. I'm just saying that that's not something that really exists anymore i mean there may be some older folks who you know because again they come from a different time so ultimately there is no expectation that you comply with the majority expectation i mean that you comply with the majority okay now there is an element of truth to that. I mean, it is true because, again, it's not just about uh, the fact that um, it, the fact that these things aren't written in stone because they never were. It is really also just a function of the changing times. I mean, there was also a time when you couldn't do or say certain things on television and now you do although that seems to be kind of going backwards when it comes to maybe like racial things or whatever but again don't want to go down that rabbit hole but the bottom line is some things are also a function of the changing times now we're going to put that on the shelf the same websites blogs black twitter all of them who are tripping about Burt's Bees today are the same ones who will be celebrating the next random celebrity or not even celebrity, somebody who screwed a celebrity who has a child with no spouse or domestic partner in sight. There will be pictures of them, everything. In fact, their baby showers will be up, all of that. And when you see that person in the picture alone or with their child, it's not, it won't be just because they're a celebrity or because the partner was not available. It'll be because there wasn't one. And nobody will say a word about the fact that that image was put out there. In fact, at best, the only thing that will be discussed, depending on whether or not, um, it, uh, depending on who the person is, is how much, 
whoever the partner is, especially if they're a celebrity, is going to pay in child support. So are we saying that it's okay depending on who depicts it or what else is on the page? Because this is not a stereotype that isn't steeped in some level of fact. It's just deeply uncomfortable. And no, it does not read well, and it is entirely tone deaf and incredibly stupid to have it on a page where the other individuals or uh, and and other individuals of other races are depicted in quote intact nuclear families unquote i agree with that 100% as someone who certainly deals with PR and and all of these things and is very conscious of the media and images and all of that, you know, that is not lost on me. I get it. I said at the outset, this is yet another example of stupidity in the boardroom or just not giving a shit. Because let's face it, Everybody at H&M or, and the, because you got to think about it and I'm sorry, I'm, I'm cutting myself off, but just to take it back a second, these things go through multiple levels before we see them. These are not mom and pop operations. Now, Burt's Bees Baby, who quite frankly, I've never even heard of, Burt's Bees, yes, see them in CVS every single time, supermarket, Every time prominently displayed, they've got a great spot always at the checkout counter with lip balm. So they them having a whole baby line and pajamas and all of that, no, they're not on the same level in, in that realm as an H&M or a Gucci or any of the countless companies that have made these alleged faux pas. However, they are not small in the sense that it's just me throwing an ad up. So they are no less responsible and they are no less held to the same standard that I would hold the other companies in knowing that there are multiple layers. Whether it is an in-house advertising team or they send their stuff out, these things go through several layers. So you have individuals, everybody from art direction to the person who put together the storyboard to the people who in the boardroom or or whomever who made the final choices, your marketing execs, execs, all of those. The only people I'm not going to hold responsible are the web designers, because by the time it gets to that point, they're just keying some shit in and throwing some pictures up. But trust and believe, even at a Burt's Bees level, compared to some of these larger companies, this passed through more than I would, I don't think I would be uh, 
positing an inappropriate guess to say that this passed through at least eight to 10 sets of eyes before it went to their web designer to put it up. So the fact that there is a corporate culture that exists in many, many of these companies that is just, again, I hate to keep using the term, but it is what it is, that is tone deaf and tone deaf to the highest level when you consider what is going on right now, 2020, in 2020. These ads weren't just made yesterday. We have a president who has incited racism repeatedly. You have a country that is as divided as it ever was. Not to mention the events this summer and well into the fall that reinforced that division. So, and Burt's Bees is an American company. They don't get the same uh, excuses that uh, Gucci tries to have or, or H&M. Well, H&M is an American company, but, you know, there's some stuff there. Um, so, yeah, there are definite problems as it relates to the entire, uh, the entirety of the corporate culture, but not just at Burt's Bees. I'm not going to put this all on them. Um, as, as it relates to just the level of insensitivity and tone. However, that being said, this is not the same as putting a little boy in a monkey hoodie or, or a little black boy in particular in a monkey hoodie, or a sweater with a noose on it. While I cannot emphasize enough that this was in poor taste from an advertising standpoint, considering <clears throat> the other images involved, tone deaf, all of that, let's call a spade a spade. Is this or is this not the image of a black mother that you would more than likely see on any given day in real life in your neighborhoods, in your family? And again, I'm speaking now, I'm speaking to my people. Based on what we know. Now, I'm a member of an organization, and it's a family organization, where it is because it is in any organization, obviously, that is by virtue of invitation, then you know that people are going to more than likely invite people in who are of like interest, um, like mind, like family, like whatever, especially since it, it is a, a family uh, organization. Now. I recognize that if I were having this conversation with uh, some mothers 
from that organization, I get where they might be like, oh, heck no, that is foul. I can't believe, and they're perpetuating a stereotype that's just not true and whatever. But even with them, I would have to remind them that you are in a different realm. You are in a situation where you have uh, the income and you are a part of, um, call it what you want. You want to call it social class. You want to call it whatever it is where you can pick and choose who you want to be around, who you want your family to associate with. And it, if you if you relate it to the organization in particular, who you bring in and out is kind of like, you know, if you invited people into your country club, whatever it is. So if you are in, in that situation, I could see those individuals being blinded by this a little by blinded by the whole notion of a stereotype, because within the realm of that organization, over 80 percent of the individuals are married um, or in a domestic partnership and therefore most images that uh, in their mind would be of a typical nuclear family. However, in the larger population, whether we like it or not, we know that that's simply not the case. And however ignorant Burt's Bees may have been for putting this picture out there in relation to the other ones, I have to wonder if, if this were a Black family, I mean, I'm sorry, if this were a Black-owned company and there were no white families depicted, and there was just this image of this single mother, or we're going to assume she's a single mother, and these two kids. And quite frankly, who's to say she's single? We don't know, because it is an ad. But people are upset because we know that that is basically the assumption. It's a black woman with two kids and no man in there, so she must be a single mother. She must be a baby mama. We know that that is what the assumption is. We're not stupid. But I still have to posit the question, if this was a situation where there was no one else similarly situated on the page, no other family in pajamas, no white people, no nothing, would anybody have noticed? If this was a black company and there were no white people on the page and it was just this ad, this mother, two kids, could you still get to see the pajamas? Would anybody have noticed? Is the problem the fact that other people noticed and put it out there based on their interpretation of this stereotype as opposed to us celebrating it on our own? Because either way, whether we like seeing the image or not, it doesn't change the fact that unlike some other ones, this is a stereotype 
that is not just based uh, uh, that is not just steeped in a little bit of truth it's steeped in a whole lot of truth that some of the very people who are complaining about it especially some of the particular vlogs i saw it on not going to give them any shine at any other time would be celebrating it not a value judgment just a question because if we see it others see it and if others see what you don't feel is problematic then why are you complaining when that image is used by them as opposed to by you again i cannot emphasize enough recognizing that this was stupid stupid at best tone deaf at worst and we know they just don't give a shit in the middle because at the end of the day as long as they don't lose any money they don't care it's pajamas they take it off their site and keep selling uh and, and keep selling lip balm nobody's gonna boycott bees knees or burt's bees i'm not saying bees knees <laughs> burt's bees and if you want matching pajamas you'll go to old navy especially if you're black they got black santas and you got three different complexions to choose from on your pajamas hell why are you on burt's baby anyway and the pajamas were horizontal stripes hello talk about unflattering but anyway that's my deep dive just something to think about i'm sure there will be many who disagree and that's fine too so thank you very much for being here with me this evening i did not expect to go that long but i say that all the time don't i so i really should stop saying that so as always <clears throat> excuse me i'm sorry so as always you can follow me on all social media platforms that includes instagram and twitter and my instagram and twitter as you will see in the info box is let's be honest jj or and that is l-e-t-s-b-e-h-o-n-e-s-t-j-j -E -E for just jonda you can also join our group which so many of you have and, and if you have you'll see we have lots of fun on the fashion and drama diaries on facebook as i said before i've had it for five years so the name is not changing you can leave me messages under my posts or go into the dms be polite i will block you um, and let me know what you're interested in. Tell me your point of view or what topics you'd like to talk about. I'd love to hear from you because as I've said to you many, many times before, if you're interested in it and you want to talk about it, then you need to let me know. So if you're thinking about it, want to talk about it, I'm probably thinking about it and want to talk about it with you. So let's be honest together. By the way, just in case you are interested, the my intro and outro this uh, today is called Dance Flow. 
It is by an awesome artist named Lavelle Lucas. And I will be putting the information in the info box. So check them out.